You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but pineapple on pizza should be illegal. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. No. No, I'm pretty sure it should. No. Yes. And I am a big pineapple consumer. What? We're big pineapple people. Are you saying pineapple shouldn't be on pizza? Correct, yes. I just don't, I don't want to ruin the whole open, but you're saying pineapple should not be on pizza. It should not, no. Blasphemy. It, we'll, get, we'll get to it later. Okay. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm Casey. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. That's Brandon Newman. Hola. Uh, Matt Barnes joins us today. Yes. Uh, UCLA alum. NBA champion. UCLA alum up top. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a UCLA household. Yeah, yeah, this is Matt Barnes. It's UCLA family now. Yeah, um, we talk family. about Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, every, I don't know, there's a lot going on with Kyler Murray. Uh, Antonio Brown, the Eastern Conference yep. is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zion Williamson, Space Jam 2. Uh, we like to cast films, so we're just going to do that. Why not? It's probably the most fun ma- imaginary casting it's pretty good though. I'm pretty sure we should be. We should just cast it. Yes. Um, Petty courts. Um, people are coming for LeBron. Shocker. Uh, ja Rule. Obviously, we're going to discuss uh, the future illegal pizza with pineapple on it. Um, the Oscars had wow. A lot happened at the Oscars. Yes. So we're going to talk about that too. But let's get started with Matt Barnes. All right, Matt Barnes, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Good thank to have you. you. Family. Good, good to be yeah, back. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like it. guests, and there's friends of the show, oh, and then there's that. family. Because then everybody's going to expect that type of introduction. <laughs> no, everybody doesn't get that introduction. <laughs> okay, okay. Not everybody, everybody's not family. Uh, hey, yeah, true. exactly. Um, but thanks for joining us. It's thank been a little you. crazy here mm-hmm. in um, Los Angeles with the basketball lately, mm-hmm. and everyone's talking about LeBron. So let's just start there. Uh, is everything LeBron's fault? No, not at all. Uh, it's definitely a team effort. But I, I think the overall chemistry and focus of the team is a lot on LeBron's shoulders, mm-hmm. a lot on Rich Paul's shoulders, a lot on Magic Johnson's shoulders. Rich you know? Paul? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the whole trade deadline debacle of trying to force somebody's hand backfired. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you're trying to tell – now LeBron is trying to tell every one of his single teammates, like, I believe in you, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, when just two weeks ago you were trying to throw everybody to the fire. You know, so I said it's important. Chemistry, you can never outweigh chemistry. Everything looks good on paper, but chemistry is king, and you can tell right now they don't have that. So we talked about that a lot, like the mental element of being in trade talks and then not being traded and what that, like, wave of emotion. And then that was, like, basically two weeks, almost three weeks of that for these guys. And, you know, everyone talks about, like, it's part of the business, which is very easy to say. Like, lots of things are, like, part of the business. Like, oh, especially with celebrities. Just like, it's part of the business. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, it is, but that doesn't make it any less horrible to experience. Like, it's it's not your experience. Afraid to answer your phone, afraid to look at your phone. Like, am I going to be traded and waking up to, like... I mean, I, I, I but lived, you it. lived it. So I what, lived so it. So, what is that like emotionally? It's tough. Like? It's tough. I mean, it's hard to, like you said, it's easier said than done to stay focused. Uh, you know, fortunately, I was able to stay focused and still play my game, but I was older when it happened. You know, I was late 20s, early 30s when I was happening. 
these guys are rookies in, in early, early 20s, you know, two, three years in the league. So it's a lot, you know, and especially, too, LeBron came here. This team is supposed to do X, Y, and Z. You're playing for the Lakers. It's supposed to be a new day. And then, you know, to their credit, I mean, fourth in the West before he gets hurt, uh, you know, they lose Lonzo, who's a huge underrated piece mm-hmm. to that team. Um, and then, like I said, the trade deadline, I think, really fractured that locker room. So it's going to be hard to get all those guys back on the same page in time to make the playoffs but then at the end of the day what are you really going to the playoffs for to play the Warriors and extending your season for two more weeks because you know the Warriors are going to run them out of the building well I think what they're going to the playoffs for um, in my opinion is you don't want to run into one of those um, things we like he who shall not be named Jordan with the Wizards situation I'm, and I'm not I'm not saying it's it's like that but you're going to the playoffs for ego because at no, this no. point in time, that's the only way you can it's, go. Well, first of all, it's not good for the league if LeBron James is not in the playoffs. We can all agree on that. As, as much as like the East is going to be very exciting to watch and the West is definitely going to be interesting, yeah. LeBron is king of content. So LeBron not in the playoffs is going to be as much of a story as LeBron in the playoffs, but in a very, very negative way. Because yeah. here's the thing. LeBron is a polarizing player, and he spent all of his career up until this point in the Eastern Conference – and if the first time he gets to the West, the very first year he misses the playoffs, I don't know what to say. Okay. They don't say that at the end of his career. But if we're talking about very first variables, is this not the very first time that he was injured? Mm-hmm. Is not the very first time, obviously, going over to the West Coast? Like that's these are big factors that can go into history. Like critics, there's going to be an asterisk. Don't care about that. There's going to be asterisks on this season, league. regardless, right. though. It's, right. right. But we we went into the season thinking that there wasn't high expectations, and it's like everyone forgot it's LeBron James and right. the Lakers in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They play the way into fourth into into the West before he gets injured. Like yeah, like a, 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 expectations start to build as we see the potential of this team, and then when LeBron gets ripped from it and those guys fall apart, forget the trade room. They weren't playing very well on offense mm. while LeBron was out. Mm. Uh, you know, I just think everyone thought magic. You know, magic's involved, mm. but just the cliche of magic. They thought that bringing LeBron to the Lakers, it being the Lakers, it, it was just going to happen overnight. And, you know, being a former athlete, nothing happens overnight. You know, the, the Warriors didn't happen overnight. You know, it was a long, painful process of, of them getting to their dominance and where they're at this year. I, I, I still, you know, like I gave him a, him and the team a pass this year. Like I said, it, the West is not <clears throat> the East. This team with LeBron healthy in the East is top five in the East, you know, and, and battling, you know, to make the second or third round in the East, I feel. But just the West is a whole other monster. So it, it's tough. But to me, not making the playoffs, okay, do you want to – so what is going to be a, a, a harsher criticism? You make the playoffs and get swept in four games or not making the playoffs? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's a lose-lose at the end of the day. You know, it's going to be a long, hot summer form regardless. Well, that I agree with. But I still, I still think that – he has to at least make the playoffs for history's sake. Right. Like, if you look, it, it's going to be a mark on his legacy, especially even though I personally don't have a problem with it because I think that a lot of these projects were done and planned uh, in the off season, and they're done in his downtime, which you you have That's you have throughout the day right. time to do other things, and it is LeBron James, and most of it is just uh, okay. Yeah, I approve. Like I approve it. Right. Throw my name Listen on it. I trust you. Right. Um, right. It's not the best look for him right mm-hmm. now that he got to LA and he's doing. A lot, like way more than he's mm-hmm. ever done. That's that's yeah. pretty hard to to say no for. And then they're losing, and then he's criticizing right. his teammates for I not think, being focused. I, I think you hit the two points on the head. I think I don't 
I love everything he's doing off the court. I think it's the fact that he's losing, but then he's pointing his finger saying, focus, focus, focus. And then everyone's looking at, well, what are you really doing off the court? Are you Mm -hmm. really focusing? Right. You know, so I think at the end of the day, the only real critique you can give his game right now is he's just not giving that extra effort on defense. His offensive numbers are still what they've they've been. 27, 9, and 9, 27, 9, and 8, something like that. A triple-double last night, but they still lose. So his offensive numbers are there. I just think it's the defense. And not like I said, we're not telling you to go out and guard the best player anymore. We know you don't have you can't afford to do that for for the sake of your team but you can you know normally they're trying to put him on the fourth or, or fourth or fifth option um defensively he's he's covering the fourth or fifth option defensively so more it's more just about being a team def- defensive player and then making that extra effort in the rotations needed and he's not really doing that right now what do you make of his comments overall cuz i agree with him in that to me i look at the lakers like this, and I look at any team that allows losing to be acceptable like this. You can't teach young players that it's okay to lose, no. and then when the expectation sits, like, go be a winner. Mm-hmm. It's not how it Doesn't works. Work that way. You have to have a mentality of winning is the only thing that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you're gonna lose, but mm-hmm. you gotta take lessons from it. It's mm-hmm. not about like, oh, loss, it's cool, no big deal. And I feel like that's a spillover from the end of Kobe's career. Not an indictment on Kobe, of mm-hmm. course. Kobe's the ultimate competitor. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a mentality that kind of crept in with the Lakers at the end of Kobe's career. Mm-hmm. And now it's manifesting right. with LeBron here. Yeah. Like You have these young players. You have to keep a certain level of expectations no mm-hmm. matter what the talent is. That's what I feel like winning organizations do. So they, everyone expects <clears throat> to switch to flip on because LeBron's here. And that's mm-hmm. just not how it works. I think it's a really a thin line that, that he's treading on right now from a standpoint of Playing basketball in L.A. is always more than just playing basketball, first and foremost. But I think right now what it's shaping out to be, maybe without him even realizing, is is he's pointing the finger so much that they're trying to separate him from the team. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like LeBron and then the misfits or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. Like, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. And I don't think he means that. I think he means it in an encouraging, positive way to get the guys going. But the way it's playing out in society and in the way social media works, it's almost like LeBron against the team. So it's tar- I agree with you. You don't want to be comfortable with losing. You, you I mean, that's the worst mentality as a professional athlete you can have. But like I said, it's going to be hard for these guys to buy in one because you just tried to clean house. You know, whether that was you, whether that was Magic, whether that was your agent trying to help and your agent doesn't want Luke Walton there. So there's a lot of things going on around you. But you need your team to buy in. I think why he's always been successful with those other teams, Cleveland, you know, for an example, is it may not have had the best town, but those guys all believed in themselves and they believed in him and they believed right. in the bigger picture. It's hard for me to, like, I just tried to trade you last week and I'm going to tell you, man, I need you and I believe in you. And then and yeah, it's hard yeah. for everyone's gonna be like, man, get out of here with that. Shit. You know what I mean? So it's right. Like so it, it, it's a tough situation. But like I said, everyone says it's pros. You got to expect. You got to this. But at the end of the day, everyone is human. You know what I mean? So to be, going back to the point of man, am I going to be traded? Am I not going to be traded for young players? That, that that's a monster. And then being in LA. And then now kind of being criticized by LeBron game after game without him really saying any names is a lot. So I think he just needs to take a step back. I think more than anything, he just needs to hug his team. You know, these guys need to get back on the same page. They need to feel the love. Maybe go do a team event, team activity. Do something to get guys back. And, you know, I remember the early in the season, I loved watching Lakers because they reminded me of the Warriors from a standpoint of when mm-hmm. someone scored, they're all jumping up and down on the bench and cheering and everyone's in tune when Luke is talking and when LeBron is talking, everyone's locked in. You watch them now and they're all on islands. They don't right. give a sh- they don't care what's being said. They're not focused and they're not playing for each other. And that's where they've kind of lost. Like I said earlier, the chemistry is not there. Right. Um, so let's talk about the East a little bit because um, they're, you know, they're going to be a playoffs. Yeah, they're allowed there. to. Um, I, I really like the Raptors. 
I, I'm not sold on the Bucks. I don't. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm being silly there. No, no, you're not. But I just feel like everyone just forgot what Kawhi Leonard is. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we have this hangover mm-hmm. with the Raptors. But LeBron James was in the East when that was happening with the Raptors, and I feel like this is a different team. Um, I, I like Philly, but I don't know. I don't know if they're mentally mm-hmm. there because yeah. they're really sloppy. They have a lot of turnovers. And Celtics. the Celtics, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect with the Celtics. From like, I, I, Jason Tatum is great, and I think he's going to be an all-time great player. But I still don't know what to expect from the Celtics. Although I picked them to be uh, in the finals at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. So, who, who do you like the most out of the East right now? I think to be a, to, to take one step back, I think the East is going to be a fun. St- as a whole to watch during yeah. the playoffs because there's no big brother LeBron no more out there kind of bullying everyone and, and almost putting Thanks. fear in people's hearts. So I really think that the East is going to be fun. I think you touched on a lot of great points. You know, Milwaukee's yet to prove themselves and really been there. Giannis has never won a series as amazing as he's playing in the regular season. The playoffs is a whole nother monster. Mm-hmm. Philly is still young and still really doesn't have an identity, although they have a lot of talent, a lot of great pieces. I love Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler and the pieces yeah. they put together on paper. They look great. Um, you know, on, on the court, can they make that work? Um, but then, like you said, Toronto has been there. They, they, they've done that. You trade. You pretty much trade Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan. DeMar's a friend of mine, but Kawhi is a better player. You know what I mean? So you swatch that. You're able to get Marcus Gasol, um, Siakam, or I don't. That's excuse me, man. He's he's an emerging star. Mm-hmm. Um, they really got a lot of, and they got a solid bench. I really like Toronto, and then Boston is another team that's been there, and done that, but they did it without Kyrie. You know, so Kyrie is going to be here now. How do these, like I said, how do these guys exactly take, you know, how do these, how do these younger players that did it by themselves last year, you know, shape their game around who, you know, Kyrie is going to be the focal point, you know what I mean? And he's a proven playoff killer. So you got to respect that. So, like I said, when you're playing with great players and I put Kyrie in a great, you know, in a great upper echelon of players, the other players have to learn how to function their games around them. And like I said, they did it without him last year, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's going to be interesting. But I like Toronto and Boston um, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. And uh, I'm probably going to have to go to Toronto mm. to represent um, out of the Eastern Conference, to be honest I'm with you. for the baby dinosaurs. I mean, just, up against everything else, the Celtics don't like each other. I, I can't, I don't, I don't, I, as good as Kyrie is, there's a, like, Al Horford as the leader of that team is different than Kyrie Irving as the leader of that team. It's just the product's not there. Giannis, like, Chris Milton as the other all star, like, I mean, who's clutch between those two? As, as good as Giannis is, Raptors on you add Kawhi. This is this a no brainer. I just think that there's a thing with Kawhi because of the way that it ended with the Spurs that everyone just forgot. So whole year not Finals yeah. MVP. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right. it's, it's it's what have you uh, done for me lately? And exactly. I think everyone forgot Kawhi Leonard's really 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 top five really, in the world. Really top five in the world. Like I said, and you're really just trading out your two. You know, the best player for a best player, and Kawhi is a better player than Demar. So you would think it would be seamless. But then, like I said, getting that chemistry down, and I think they're doing a good job of that. Slowly but surely, they're still adding pieces. They you know, but they have a you know they have seven or eight solid pieces playoff proven you can never underestimate Danny Green because he's been in so many yeah. finals um, you know they got a very solid bench um, I really like what, what what Toronto is doing and uh, I think you know come March April they'll be the, the top dog in the east who do you like for uh, the MVP right now mm-hmm. Giannis has pretty much been leading the way for most of the season mm-hmm. but Paul George has made it very interesting mm-hmm. it's it's tough you and know what course, I mean James in and, I, and then too. I think you know it, it's crazy that no one ever mentions Kevin Durant 
You know, Kevin Durant, and I say, and I say I that mean, because the he was no, kind of, they right. They kind of cannibalize each other. With uh, still, you know what I mean. What, what what Katie and Steph consistently do, I mean, you, every, I think everyone holds it against them because they have such a great team. But if you oh, look back, do. you know, they look you look back on the Showtime uh, on the teams and in the in the old boss, they they had tons of Hall of Famers, tons of All Stars, mm-hmm. and they didn't really get held to that. I just think we're in a new day and age, and people didn't like Katie's moves, so mm-hmm. they discredit his talent. Um, so I like I I think KD has has played in an All Star level this year. Um, Giannis has is, is been playing out of his mind. You know, he's playing out of his mind. What James Harden go, has done goes without saying. And then I really love for just the, the story as a whole of, of what Paul George has been able to come back and do and really crediting West, Russell Westbrook finally being okay with being Robin instead of Batman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook was the only person able to stop KD. You know, he right. was the only person that was able to stop KD. You know what I mean? And I think they butted heads uh, more than just being teammates and utilizing each other's talents. So I think it's been a huge step in Russia's maturity and game. And as he got older, realizing, okay, I got a dog right here. And I had a dog before and I lost him. Let me feed this dog these bones so he can go do what he does. And like I said, really hats off to Russell Westbrook, understanding his role and place on that team now. And I think they're a much more dangerous team now that he's taking a backseat to Paul George and let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. So the tournament's coming up pretty soon. Um, Last week, the whole conversation was about Zion Williamson and is he going to continue to play? And Paul he's George's blowing, um, yeah, well, it's a transition there, uh, blowing his shoe up. Um, do you think that Zion should finish the season if he's healthy? I I don't have a problem with his decision either way. He said he's going to play, right. um, but obviously, I'm, that's going to give some people anxiety who care, who care more about his NBA career. But what's what's your opinion of Zion in the NBA, and should he continue playing for? The, for the I tournament? think what he needs to do is find out first and foremost exactly what's going on with his knee. You know, I think he should have a Duke doctor check it out. He should have an outside doctor check it out, and then do what's best for him. I think too often we try to take. He's a kid. He's 18 years old. You know, at, at 18, all I wanted, I, you couldn't get me off the basketball court. You know what I mean? And I think adults and money always want to mess up. A good thing, you know. What I mean, you, you look at the Levar Ball. You know, what I mean, you messed your kids up. You know what I mean? You you took one out of high school. You took one out of UCLA. You put them over somewhere. Now you're talking all this trash, and no one likes Lonzo. You know, so I think adults mess things up too much. You know, what I mean, this kid is 18 years old. You know, enjoy your time. I I remember, you know, when I went to school with with Earl. UCLA was one of the best times of my life outside having children. I had a blast in college. It was just fun. You know, free, and it's a last real little bit of fun and kind of carefree life you get to have before you become a professional athlete and then that's a whole nother beast in itself but uh to me if he's healthy i absolutely think you should play and um you know, especially because from a standpoint of you got to think if he never got hurt, no one would have said any of this. Yeah. It's not like exactly. say he goes on the pace he's going on and right before the tournament, they're like, maybe you shouldn't play in the tournament because you might get hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one would even thought to say that. So right. like I said, he had a non-contact injury, a, a shoe malfunction, and he sprained his knee. You know what I mean? So you tell him to sit out. OK, so. Are you going to tell him not to work out then? Are you going to tell him not to play no pickup basketball? I mean, you can get hurt and all that stuff. So to me, if he's healthy, I think he should play. I, I mean, I agree. I, I get a little mm. weird about the NCAA and obviously like the conversation about the tickets was you know ridiculous. it was crazy. And Obama's right. you know, court side, so it, it gets a little out of control with it. Uh, but I am excited about it because yeah. LeBron is. You know, it, uh, let's just say it. he's running his course. He's, no, he's, he's, he's Father Time out. is undefeated, man. It is undefeated. <sighs> Although he gave him a strong run. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's over. Give him some yeah. good stuff. No, he's not over. done. Oh, no. Not by any means. All I'm means. saying is the future of in the NBA right. looks exciting. There's yeah, a lot no of young, question. exciting players. No we question. often focus on LeBron and, and whatever is going mm-hmm. on here in L.A., but there is a lot going on. 
Yeah. I, mean, I we completely were talking agree. About Luka earlier. Like, I completely ooh, agree. Luka, I'm so love excited. Luka. Luka's a dog. I love Luka. Great player. But like you touched on it, Joe. I think that the NCAA is a broke slave mentality system. You know what I mean? The way you, as a, you come in as you know, I'm speaking for myself. Like I couldn't if I didn't have a scholarship, I wouldn't have been able to go to college. So you, you got to go and you got to be a student, and then you got to be an athlete, and then those two are hard enough alone. And UCLA and then, is no joke. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you know you you got to incorporate the social life because regardless, that's what you're gonna do your first time free as a child so you don't have time to work or do anything so you know you're kind of handcuffing these kids when your tickets were going for the price of a Super Bowl ticket you know the, the former president was at the game all this was because of who one person or you know the team you know they got other talented guys but because of Zion right but these guys don't get to touch none of that you know what I mean and if they touch any of it they're going to get suspended and jeopardize their career when you know these schools are sitting back and making millions upon millions of dollars off these kids it's the system's broken I don't I don't know how to fix it as far as paying kids because you are going to get into do you pay the female athletes do you Mm -hmm. pay the polo players the same Mm -hmm. that you pay the tennis players Mm -hmm. as you pay the football players and it's different at every school and then how does division three work and it's very complicated as far as that goes but i do think the simple thing is like you know getting a free meal or you know donations maybe maybe getting some percentage of your likeness just keep turning your head because obviously these kids are super talented and that's why people are throwing opportunities and just let them enjoy it why not you know what i mean I'm, I'm actually I'm glad I know a lot of people are very critical of the um one and done rule being removed they think there's going to be just this like influx of young guys just right. going straight to the league maybe a few extra guys will declare for the league than need to but at the end of the day it's all going to yeah. sort itself out everyone knows that they're not yeah. ready for the yeah. M- they're not ready to go straight to the NBA yeah. just because the rule is not there there's still going to be only a few guys that do right. that mm-hmm. and, and everyone thinks it's an NCAA rule it's actually an NBA, NBA rule yeah Every so couple of years even yeah too. and I think like I said it, it's 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 about business and I think that overall and it, it's sad to say that f- for every Zion there's going to be eight eight uh, Kwame Browns or um, you know guys that just didn't pan out and I think the numbers and, and, and the revenue off that one player is going to make it all worth it and it's going to be unfortunate. A lot of guys get bad advice entering the draft. I mean there's usually like 250 players in each draft and there's only what, 60, 60 spots so a lot of people are getting bad advice um, but I agree. Like I said, I, I think it's it's oddly enough that all this is starting to talk about the one time that they think you know the next meal ticket for the NBA gets hurt. You know what I mean? But I, I think it's it, there, there's going to be some sacrificial lambs in this situation when you open it back up to kids straight out of high school because a lot of kids are going to get bad advice. A lot of kids aren't going to pan out. But you know, for like I said, everyone's Zion. There's going to be a handful of guys that won't make it. But I think you you need to be able to give these kids a chance because some of these kids are ready to go off the bat. Yeah, some of them are ready. And, and to me, I just feel like it's it's such a it's the same with football like it's a situation where other sports don't necessarily make you do that you don't have to do it in tennis you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it in golf like there's there's if you're a musician you don't have to go to mm-hmm. college for one year before mm-hmm. you move on to going to be a professional musician i just i don't feel like there's if you're good enough you're good enough if mm-hmm. you're not that's your decision and right. you make all kinds of decisions in mm-hmm. life and I, I mean sometimes you're right people get bad mm-hmm. advice but i feel like it should still be an option mm-hmm. but um the tournament's gonna be exciting either way i'm glad he's gonna be in it but thanks for joining us we appreciate it no problem it was, thank uh, you for having me there's not as much drama as last time what was the drama last time? Well, what are you talking? Are you are you trying to get on? No, we just had more. We had more dramatic conversations. Oh yeah, time. oh yeah, yeah. We're yeah. serious. We you know, I was talking. Yeah. You know, you just come off of your uh, 
you had a Bleach Report campaign. Uh-huh. And, you know, the Cannibal the, the, can, the, the, can, the, yeah, the, Oh, the 420. Cannaboids. How you say it? I don't know how to say it. Cannabinoids. It's been a year. That's when I came in last time. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. No, it's fun. I'm still doing a lot of advocacy work. I'm doing a UCLA Cannabis Research Program, which I'm really proud about, but really just trying to bring awareness and education to the space because I think it definitely should be an alternative form of, of, of treatment. You know, these, these professional sports are, you know, pumping us full of uh, opioids and don't care if you drink alcohol and do other things, mm-hmm. but you smoke a joint or do something like that and you're a bad person, you get fined and you can possibly lose your career. But at the end of the day, when we study and educate ourselves on this plant, it, it, it's a very helpful plant. Um, like I said, not only, you know, inhaling it uh, through a joint or whatever situation maybe, but, but the, the more studies they're doing on CBD, CBD is a, is a miracle drug and it, it, it's helping everyone from children to our grandparents um, through, through all their ailing problems. So I'm really excited about being able to, you know, educate people on the on the matter and working with my alma mater, UCLA, in, in the process. That's dope. That, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we appreciate it, Matt. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Brandon. Hmm. I know you've heard me talk about hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. Well, now it's time to let our listeners in on the secret. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? If so, I'd recommend hymns. It's the best way to prevent hair loss and get a handle on those precious locks. 4 is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, and sexual wellness for Ooh. men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Also, Hims was created by a guy who knows that some men's health conversations are easier to have online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's visits or long pharmacy lines. Okay. 4 connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. It's completely confidential and discreet. Order now. My listeners can get started with Hims complete hair kit for just $5 today right now while what? supplies last and subject to doctor's approval. Restrictions apply. See website for full details. This could cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash crazy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash crazy. 4 slash crazy. All right, thanks to Matt Barnes. What am I winning or quitting today? 2018's Heisman Trophy winner Kyler Murray is all the talk heading into this year's NFL Draft. The first four teams in the draft all have solid options at quarterback, so I'm expecting a trade earlier on. Joy, Kyler Murray should not be the first quarterback taken in the draft. Wit it or quit it. I'm going to wit that. Okay, what you, what you I see what's happening here, and I'm on to you. Uh, Who? I, everyone okay. who's, who's, who's saying that Kyler Murray is going to be the first quarterback taken. It's similar <laughs> narratives to last year with Baker, uh-huh. Oklahoma quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, I remember. Smaller than most. Right. And, and and Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, yes. and he's mobile and accurate and all those mm-hmm. fun things. But he's also five foot eight. We're saying five foot nine, but like you know, if the cleats sink into the yeah, grass, those are those are cleat you're, height. You're, yeah, you're really beware of cleat height. We're gonna get the proper measurement at the right. combine. Yes. So I guess you know maybe maybe I'll I'll be proven wrong. Yeah, people thought I was shorter than I was because I gave real height, and they were thought it was my cleat height. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm respecting no cleats. You're respecting the no cleats? Yeah, I'm respecting no cleats. Yeah, like I'm five, two and a half with no, no heels. Yes, yes. So I'm just always short. So the point is, I don't care about Kyler Murray being short. 
there's a, there's like this big push that he's going to be first of all that he's going to go to Arizona because Arizona has the number one overall pick. Mm. They have Josh Rosen. Right. I I don't I don't I don't I don't huh? Yeah. No. I don't get it. Did Mm-mm. they forget that Kyler Murray was going to be coming up in this draft when they drafted Josh Rosen? It was a different a lot of different <clears throat> people holding the sticks in Arizona the last two years. Fine, but my thing is is like unless they I, I could be wrong, but they're holding Cliff Kingsbury to this quote that he said when he was not responsible for an NFL team, he did that. not have the option of who he was going to take with the mm-hmm. number one overall pick. And stuff changes when you're in that position. Not that he's going to be the only one making that decision, because the GM is most certainly going to have plenty of weight in who they take number one overall. As he should. Um, sure. Okay? Sure. Yeah. But the point is, I don't see them moving off Josh Rosen just like that. Matter of mind, everyone, their offensive line was the worst in the league. Okay? He was hit like a bajillion times. Yes. It's not like he was in the best situation to right. prove himself. I don't think they're moving off Josh Rosen, and maybe he'll he will be the first quarterback taken. I don't know why Dwayne Haskins has disappeared into the ether. I don't know how that happens, but everyone's talking about his height and his weight, and to me, I don't care about his height and his weight. That it is what it is. That's not changing. Is there like a stretch machine you're putting him in? Like he is this big. Because everyone keeps talking about it, like oh, you know, he's short, and that doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? Of course it matters. Your height and weight in football or really any sport yes. matters. All the all of it. It matters at all times always. But Have you ever seen a tall jockey? No. No. Not not one that wins. Not one that I've seen. No. Yeah. How many 5 foot 2 professional NBA basketball players have we seen? Muggsy Bogues? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. he, he was. He was, he was like five four. Tall. He's a taller. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Okay. It's an anomaly. I understand. That. Okay. So I'm not trying to draft the exception. Like no one's uh, should be in this position, w- moving up that much in the draft to take a quarterback or having a pick that high should be so edgy as to as to do that. Like, you trying to prove that you're a genius? Or are you trying to keep your job and grow your franchise? I'm not saying Kyler Murray's going to kill the franchise or be a disaster. I'm just saying stop talking to me like your your height and your okay. size don't matter. Okay. I don't care about that, though. You were successful in college at a yeah. high level being the same size that you're going to be in the NFL. Maybe you'll gain a couple pounds. Like, it matters. It's, yes. not, it's not going to move the needle for me. The running thing doesn't matter to me either. I don't care about that. We know that you can't sustain anything like that in the NFL. You can't do it. So show me that you can throw. Show me that you're accurate. And that's all I need to hear. If the NFL has shown us anything in this last calendar year is that the game is changing, especially on offense. So in defense of anyone who decides to move up to try to get a Kyler Murray, there's versions on paper of the last Heisman Trophy winners, Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, that prove that these guys can find success in the NFL. And if it's not long success, it's at least enough to make relevant that draft pick that you made for that person. Joy Taylor. Oh, okay. Um, I have a question. Yes. Um, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, rookies? Yes. So they had one year? Yes. One year. Yeah, they yeah, and they tied the Steelers first game. I mean, like I mean, like it's like I mean, Baker Mayfield won how many playoff games? Okay, but that, he didn't get to the playoffs. Oh, it's the Browns. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Okay, and all these teams drafting first are bad teams, Lamar Jackson, and they need help. Lamar Jackson went, went how far in the playoffs? Uh, he took a team that shouldn't have been there to the playoffs. A, a good Ravens team that shouldn't have been there to the playoffs. How'd they do? Well, you know, they, you know, you know. Can we pump? 
the brakes okay. for like five seconds. It drives me bananas that we do this. I know we have no choice because we're just projecting and that's what we do. We do. We just yeah. say things that we're we don't know. It. Like we have no bleeping idea what's going to happen, but we, we prophesize like we do know, we yes. don't know. That's a good word for it. To say that it is a proven success that you can take non-traditional quarterbacks and it's going to be a success. As of late. It's a gross exaggeration. I'm okay. not saying that Baker Mayfield didn't have a great season. He did, and he was very impressive what he did with the Browns. And okay. I do think he's going to be a solid quarterback. As I said, because I said he should have been started from the be- from the beginning. Right. Remember that? Hmm? Okay. Lamar Jackson. Totally in on Lamar Jackson. Clearly move off Joe sure. Flacco. Go all in. Pick your quarterback. He's your guy. Yeah. Can, we, can, can we see some sustained level of success before we start saying that there's this wave of influx of newness who just won the super bowl okay but who played them in the super bowl and that's an example of the how they do the the, the, level of success it's very bad they didn't do well at all um but it's changing the 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 sustained success is something that we might not even see from the nfl moving forward is it though i don't know yet i mean the things things are changing joy things are changing are they All I'm saying is I want to see some. Can I see your reports? Like, can yes. I, I'm I'm a bank. I want to see some, what you what you've been doing for the last three years. Okay, can I see the bottom line with the how much the balance that you have? You gotta wait three okay? years. I mean, you gotta give me some level What's of like consistency here. I'm just saying, just just, just pump the brakes. Kyler Murray's gonna be a good player. Okay. I'm not being a hater. I don't actually care about how big he is at all because mm-hmm. if anyone's gonna take him, you gotta. That's that's how big he is. This is what this is what you're getting. Yeah. This is the package. Yeah. Okay. What about him can you change? What about him can you develop? I don't care about how big he is. He's in the conversation for going number one overall in the draft. He, his size is his size. I don't even know why we, everyone keeps talking about it. It's like a, it's like a surprise. It's a like he was like size, playing. It, he was like playing in platforms this whole time. Yeah, it's a little size. Okay, but size. we know that. Like, talk to me about what he can develop and do in the NFL. Like, what can you make about his game better? You can't change how big he is. So it's like this redundant conversation. And this idea that all these these innovative new things are, like, implementing and showing success. The Patriots just won. Tom Brady is old as dirt. Okay? Nothing, nothing new was successful this year. The Rams were exciting, and they had a great season. Okay. And they, had, they, they have Sean McVay, and he's innovative, and he's young. That's great. Made it to the Super Bowl, and, that's, and I give full credit to that. I, I don't you. think that their season was a, was a disaster or a failure. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, what won? The Belichick. The same stuff we've been seeing for the last 20 years. Okay. So just when I see something that is solid with diamonds in it, Diamonds. Okay, and the banner, mm-hmm. then we can start having that conversation. It's very premature. Colin Mary is like a fun sized quarterback. That's pretty cool. All right, the Antonio Brown sweepstakes continues, and Peter King has released an early round of serious suitors for the demanding wide receiver. So I said demanding an idea. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Panthers, the New York Jets, the Washington R-Words, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Oakland Vegas Raiders. Joy, the best place for Antonio Brown is with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wit it or quit it? Um, on the field? I'm As a player. I'm going to quit it. Uh, overall, I'm going to quit it because it's no longer that. It was the best place for him. It was the place that he would be most successful. Look at the options, Joy. It was the place where he had a Hall of Fame level quarterback throwing to him a lot. Yes. It was a place Quite where a all of whatever he was and is personality-wise was was dealt with and accepted. 
developed and rewarded developed he was a he was a low draft pick whatever monster that antonio brown is the steelers birthed that facilitated it yes yes. for sure yeah they gave it the water and love (laughs) and attention like a gremlin and it grew they put water on it okay and i don't have a problem with antonio brown in general like i mean obviously i don't advocate for throwing furniture off of a balcony and any any of the other stuff that he's involved in in that regard but overall i think he's an the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's him, Odell, Julio Jones. Switch it off, however you will, but okay. he's in, he's he's in the top one of the top receivers in the league, without question. And unfortunately, he plays a dependent position, so he needs someone throwing to him. So let's take a look at the list. <clears throat> Who did you say? Carolina. Carolina Jets. I mean, while Carolina would be thrilling content-wise, oh I mean, the gosh. celebrations would be remarkable. Um, the drip drip. Cam is not. Of the reputation of an accurate thrower. No. Not in the back half of the season. Um, so I, I don't love that mm-hmm. for that reason. And and because I say that because I want to actually see Antonio Brown continue to be successful. Yes. Like I don't want to see Antonio Brown go disappear right. into no man's land an and then we never see or hear from him again. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's not how I want his career to end because mm-hmm. I like watching good football. So that's, that's not what I want. Washington, who knows what Washington's going to be this year? Ah, yeah. Who they knows? Don't know. Right. Yeah. So no. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. I mean, if they decide who to throw the who's going to throw the ball, they could be fine. They could be fine. As weird a division that they're in. Moving on. The okay. Jets. I which, like the Jets. Which I do like the Jets. I do think that's interesting. I do think Sam Darnold is interesting. I do think he would thrive in New York. And if Odell ends up staying in mm-hmm. New York, I mean, that's just. I mean, if you take if you give the Jets a Joe Namath type of player to care about, because best believe. Antonio Brown's bringing his fur coat to the Jets if he goes there. Oh, yeah. Take and the pressure off of Sam it's Darnold. It's not going to be faux fur, PETA. No. Oh, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I, I don't know where I land on that, actually. But um, <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm saying. It, it takes away from Sam Darnold and helps the development because Sam Darnold is like, he's just a chill. He doesn't want he doesn't want the big. I know yeah, he no, podcast, Sam Darnold is, but he don't want Sam it. Darnold is that. probably the perfect personality quarterback-wise, for Antonio Brown. Yes. He completely balances him out. So mm-hmm. that's really the only... Been Raiders. Yeah, because the Raiders are... I mean, what, what what's what's going to happen with the Raiders? I, I, no one knows. So I don't even... I don't love any of these options. The best place for him was the Steelers, and now it's not. And honestly, my hope is that he ends up with the 49ers. Because him and Jimmy yeah. G would be exciting. The 49ers have a great fan base, mm-hmm. legendary franchise, I, I I like that move for him, yeah. but I don't. The, the Pittsburgh's basically saying they're not. They only want to trade him to an NFC team. I right. don't know how that's possible when only three teams have reached out, even interested in a trade. So right. it's like, ooh, who? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You can't set the terms at this point. Girl, look in the mirror. Yes. Okay, please, just for five seconds, because yeah. you got the thing. The hair is like <laughs> sideways there. Just fix that. So I don't. I think. I, I, I don't get it. I think Antonio Brown. The I like the 49ers for the reason that. Kyle Shanahan will give Antonio Brown the structure as in a head coach that he needs to succeed because he does need structure. He needs to know that he is not in charge and can't sway who's getting the ball and when because he is, there's an there's a football mind there that he will respect. Well, I do also think that wherever he goes, he 
is going to have a chip on his shoulder because of what happened in Pittsburgh. So, well, you know, hopefully, because yeah. that's that's what ne- needs to happen really for him to be continue to have some success. Right. Because the reality is, what happened in Pittsburgh. While I have plenty of blame to go around, and we've talked about it many, many times, mm-hmm. uh, and I, f- I put a lot of it at Roethlisberger and Tomlin's feet, and not as much on Antonio. Really, right. you're never bigger than the quarterback, no matter what what it is. It, I mean, it's like playing with LeBron James. You're just not. You're just not bigger. It's just even if you have a better night, you're still it's still LeBron James. Like it's just not the way it works. And that's it's the quarterback. Like that's how it works. And and honestly, if you are bigger than the quarterback on the team, it's good luck. Yeah. Not getting to the playoffs for sure. All right, what's next? We're entering the last six weeks of the NBA regular season, and with LeBron making movie deals in the West, the battle for the best in the East is realistically between four star-driven teams. The Bucks, the Raptors, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Joy, the Raptors are clearly the best team in the East. Wit it or quit it. Wit it. Woo! The Raptors are the beasts in the East. Growl, growl, dinosaurs. Bam, bam, or what's bite, 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 bite? What, what do dinosaurs do? Scare, scare, growl. Ah. What do what, dinosaurs what they, do? What? Yeah, what, in your guys' There's world, the dinosaurs part existed. Of the hills and Cali, what I did can they send do? You to, that's where they roam, okay. and you can go have a conversation with them. Okay, cool. I don't know what dinosaurs do. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, and reality is nobody does. Okay, except for the people <laughs> that figured out Jurassic Park. They know what they they know what they do. Yeah, I, raptors I, are my favorite just, dinosaur, by the way. I was a big Stegosaurus. I was a big Stegosaurus fan growing up. Yes. Um, I just thought they were so meek and adorable. Exactly. You know, with yeah. like the plates on their back. Yes. I was. Um, I was and, a fan of those. And Brontosaurus is the one with the long neck, right? Yes. I was a big Triceratops fan because I was really obsessed with Tri meaning three and the mm. three horns. I was like. All Triceratops. Oh, Triceratops is the one with like the big uh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, they're, they're like lion. Like a rhino. Uh, Rhino lion dinosaurs. Yeah, rhino. Uh, I don't think they were hairy, but yes. No, but not with the hair. I mean, like with the with the like uh, skin mane. Skin, yes. <laughs> skin mane. Yeah. Right. Yeah, skin. Yeah, mane. that's all. That's the only way I can describe it. I hope someone in like anthropology <laughs> or something is listening to this and like just they, like they want just to crawl. They want to physically attack us Ugh. right now. Um, oh, well, we're giving we're giving dinosaurs lots yeah, of love. Land right four now. times. I was I'm chasing saying. on Google. You guys were pretty spot on. I, Thank I, you. I, Thank I, you. I, I, one point in my life, I wanted to be an archaeologist. I really thought when you went to the little places that gave you like the polished stones that you really had like rare gems. It was a very important thing for me. As a big. I was a big digger. Okay, <laughs> my, my mom just eventually for gems. gave up. Yes. Oh no, no, no. I was positive that there was like buried treasure in our backyard. Not, not dinosaur bones though. Maybe. Yeah, I know. I, I love that. If idea you dig far enough, accidentally, who knows what you'll find? Yeah, yeah, that was my motto. I was a very dirty kid. Anyway, the point is, I raptors are my favorite now because yes. you know they they destroy and eat things. Uh, but I do there think that go. the raptors are. The, the scariest team in the East to me because one I think everyone's underestimating them because as we talked about with Matt I think there's a hangover from the LeBron years mm-hmm. where they were, had incredible regular season and, and I was critical of them like oh, very yeah. critical of them they're an incredible regular they season team any of and they series. aren't going to do anything in the postseason yeah. but it's a different team now and and Kawhi Leonard is is not a joke Danny Green is a champion and Marcus Gasol is a Big addition for them. Ooh. And Kyle Lowry does not get enough credit. There's like a lot going on there. And I, I, and they've been there before. Like I, I really, I do like the Raptors. I really like the addition of Tobias Harris with the Sixers, but I, I still am not sold on how that is all going to come together in crunch time. Yeah. That is what I'm not sure the about. The process is over there. I know I'm completely dismissing the Bucks. I'm sorry. I'm just, dis- I, that's just what I'm doing. 
Yeah, I was like, it's I like, wish I had a better explanation for it, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, when when your when your best player is dominating only around the rim in this three dominated game, like, yeah, it's like betting on a a, a young Shaq team, like betting on Orlando Magic to do something. It's like, no, like, I mean, it's Chris, gonna be fun to watch. Chris but Middleton that's it. is 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 an all star. Like, he's yeah. going to be a factor. Yes, and he hits the shots, but it's one person. Yeah. Well, finally, the Celtics, um, who I picked to be in the finals mm-hmm. for the East at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, mostly just off reputation. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to make of the Celtics. Like you said earlier, they don't really like each other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of noise around the Celtics throughout the season. Don't know what's going on with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and it, it's just it's just weird with the Celtics. And even when they win, and then it like comes back down. I don't know what to expect from them. So for me, right now, I'm in the I'm in the bite bite corner. Yeah, bite bite go Raptors. That's my Raptor. <laughs> Is that good? Is that the- I'm dead at this with the rap. Like the Raptors have the little thing that with the claws. Click, click, click. And then nails? they do Jurassic Park when they're walking. Remember, because they're walking to the scene. Talons. 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 Is that what they are? Talons. Talonsons. Talons. Michelle says I said that wrong. Talonsons. They yeah, don't. That's the word Joy is saying. Yeah, they don't have a skin man. Say it with me. Talonsons. Stop. Why are you doing that? That scene though in the kitchen. Woo! First of all, okay, can we just talk about why do you have to knock? Why does why does someone always have to knock something loud over? Oh, oh something loud is always near the the okay. ledge. Something Ash, loud is Ashley always can near the ledge. to this. I am very out on people being clumsy around me. Oh yeah, that's that's me. 100%. I cannot describe the level of irritation that I reach immediately. And maybe it's unfair. That's the definition. Like, it's not my fault. It's not their fault. It is your fault. How? It's so 100% your fault. How? Ashley, testify to how irritated I get when someone... It's so obnoxious how irritated she gets. (laughs) I remember when I first started with Joy, like, so two and a half years ago, and I almost ate it walking up on stage on the Undisputed set. Oh, I yeah, that, that ledge is tricky. She full on turned around and gave me the death stare. <laughs> like, how dare I have the audacity? Was going to fall on you? Doesn't no, fall on me. No, I wasn't even close to her. Just what's me. The, what's the? What are you afraid? What's the clumsy? What's the? She what's the pet peeve? I don't have time for. What tripping. does that mean? I don't have time. That for means we have a three minute break. She has my notes. We're about to do a live show. What are you tripping <laughs> like, for? I don't have time for mistakes. I already are, are given stairs, her. Are the stairs new? I don't new? have time for foot and hand mistakes. <laughs> are, are the stairs new? They've been there this whole time. <laughs> I get mad at someone being clumsy. Be mindful. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Anonymous executives are petty. Mm. So, on Saturday, obviously, LeBron dropped that quote about the uh, lack of urgency. It's been picked apart in a million different ways. Um, He also said that injuries have hurt the uh, chemistry of the Lakers, which is is very true. Mm -hmm. Um, However, an anonymous league executive took exception to that and told Bleacher Report he killed the Lakers' chemistry. He shouldn't have been so public about it. Even during the All-Star draft, he laughed about wanting Anthony Davis to be his teammate. He did. But he's not really wrong. He's petty, but he's not really wrong. This anonymous anonymous executive, of course, uh, anonymous also means that you ain't trying. You ain't trying to really say that to his face, though. though. You ain't ain't really trying to say it. Put your name on it. I feel you though. Your chest. I feel you though. Um, He. he, I mean, he's not wrong. Like it, it. It did take a blow. It did deliver a blow to the Lakers chemistry. Obviously the injuries were a big issue and that was the start of it, but Mm -hmm. that trade deadline situation was a disaster. It it may go down as one of the biggest disasters in sports history when it's all said and done. If Uh, they don't pull together and don't win a championship, we are not going to look back on that moment 
very highly, especially if they don't end up getting Anthony Davis. That's going to look even worse. Yeah, I, it's, it's one of those things that time, like the Isaiah Thomas Kyrie trade, time will tell how bad it was. In, I think they, they have to be able to bounce back from this. If you don't have, if you have Magic Johnson, Rob Plinka, and LeBron James on your team, running your team, and you can't bounce back from trade rumors that uh, the Pelicans tried to sabotage, like then this team wasn't good. It's never going to be good together. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with LeBron teams, so obviously you have to be prepared for some drama. But this is this is a little extra bad. Like it's it's you try to trade most of your young team core and then yeah yeah, and then you had to back off of it and then everyone's supposed to be friends again it's tough um so it was it was i want to say it was the biggest blow because i do think that the lebron injury was the thing that got all this started got it all got it all cracking Mm -hmm. but i i don't know how we're going to look back on it if anthony davis doesn't end up coming i was just thinking about this the other day though what about when Miami that first year when they lost to the mavericks that was a huge like this is building to possibly be a hollywood ending at the end of the day, because we're seeing the worst LeBron we've have, we've seen, and it looks just so dire and and bad on all different variables and all different ways. Next year, if they win a championship, this is going to be quite the comeback story. Uh, it would be wonderful. Are, are, do the Warriors, are the Warriors going to stay together the same way that oh, they are? Not. I mean, the, the Draymond Green is going to sabotage that team during the playoffs this year. I'm calling that. You got to read body language. Oh, Clutch sports. Oh. We out here. We. It's time for High Key Low Key. All right. High Key Low Key. I don't know. We never, I don't think we're ever going to figure it out. There's something there. Mm, I don't think so. All right. High Key Zion Williamson is back. And Low Key, he should play. Amen. I don't have a problem if he was going to sit, but I'm very excited that he's not sitting. That moment where he slid and his shoe exploded. Mm. Uh, well, obviously, my first reaction Pivoting. was this, that sucks. Like, it, yeah. not, hopefully he's okay because that just looks like a devastating knee injury and that, that's just, that's the worst. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who it is. Like, the knee injuries are just the worst. Yeah. Um, especially because he's a big guy and that was already a big concern. However, uh, then when it was like he's, he's not super injured, but he might not play, right. it's like, damn, the tournament just went from here to like all the way down here. Yeah. And that's pretty selfish, but he's, that's he's accurate. he is what pretty is accurate. making this this tournament what what, what it's going to be. Yeah. So I'm really excited he's going to be playing. I again, I would have had zero judgment if he chose to sit out because it's his entire future, and he's not getting paid to play in the NCAA. And I, while Matt is right that this is some of the best times of your life, and you are just going out there and playing with guys that with you live boys. with and you're around, and like mm-hmm. it's 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 fun, and it's probably the last unadulterated hoop moment of your life although it's clearly not but there's the theory of it because it's you know you're not being paid but i'm really excited that he's that he's not injured and that he's going to be out there like the tournament to me feels bigger this year because of him even though there are some other obviously great teams and other great players who are going to be in the tournament it's all going to come down to like who like the final four to me feels like Wow, it's gonna be some great basketball. Yeah, it, well, the the tournament's gonna be a bunch of talk about Duke and the seeding and how far they go, and then as soon as they lose, their conversation's gonna be about how Duke lost, and then we're gonna be talking about where Zion. Goes. I mean, but like Virginia, uh, yeah, Murray Gonzaga, State, there's a, Gonzaga, Tennessee. Like, there's a bunch of great teams right now. But at the end of the day, I, being a fan of college basketball and then being a fan of the tournament is two different things. I think 
both people have something exciting with Zion. Well, I mean, like Zion has made the regular season of college basketball interesting, which for fringe fans is rare. Like Trey Young did a little, right? A little, Uh, not on the level that Zion is. Like Obama is not coming to a Trey Young game. Like that, like that speaks for itself. Okay, Mm -hmm. like the the great, the great, the greatest. Okay, is there on the on the court side? Like it's incredible. Yes, and and he wanted to remind you. He had vibranium jacket on. Y'all see that? He did have a vibrating jacket. We all kind of know it was a vibrating jacket. Um, Anyway, I'm very excited about it. (laughs) All right. High key Space Jam 2 is so close. Woo! And although I was very critical of LeBron doing Space Jam 2, I am kind of getting excited about it now. So I don't want to be hypocrite. And Loki, we should cast it. Because that's super fun. All right. So we did this on the herd the other day, and it was a good idea. So we're going to do it again. Yes. All right. Now, first of all, we don't know what the twist on the. Storyline is going to be. No. We can Obviously, assume certain now things. Now, here's the thing about it. We keep saying, like, it's going to be the same storyline, but remember, this is Space Jam 2, not a remake of the original Space Jam. Right. So, so like it's this, a sequel. Well, like, let's just, from the very beginning, if we want to do this, Space Jam heads, there will not be a first scene before the credits of him talking to a dad about playing basketball. Oh, but that was like, so good. That's out of there. Because LeBron doesn't have one of those, as far as we know. What Gloria. a downer! I'm saying the narrative is changing. I'm saying it's different. I'm saying it's different. So let's talk. Okay, let's go. And then, but some. Okay, at the end of the day, the aliens going to have to take powers from NBA stars. Are they? Well, well, what, are you, what are you watching Space Jam two? You gonna see Bugs Bunny against what? Who? I mean, but it can't like literally be the same thing. It, would, it can't be another game. If it's Looney Tunes versus Disney, I'm there all day. But that's not going to happen. I think that perhaps uh, maybe it's a game. Maybe they they like don't turn into monsters, and it like maybe some NBA players turn evil or something. Like Joy. not trying to, to take them to no. another planet. No. Like maybe they're just trying to take over Listen, Earth. The basketball takes the powers from the stars. <laughs> so okay, just, they're in the, the basketball. Thing? Yeah, it's gonna be the exact. You, Joel Embiid's gonna come over to the bench. I don't know. I can't. I can't play. I can't do it. I don't. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be like James Harden's gonna be like, oh, that was my, my beard. I don't know what's going on. I can't let this shot. All right, like, so it's let's, gonna just, be let's there. just let's just redo the first movie then. Because since, since since you're gonna change what nothing, do you think they're doing. They're not redoing the first movie. The okay. sequel. That means right. a different storyline. Okay. It's just something different happens. It's okay. a sequel. Okay. Toy Story's not the same as Toy Story 2. Don't do that because that's that's just great movies. So we're skipping to the great movies categories. Like, oh, Godfather 1, Godfather 2. All right, like... Basically, you're just recasting Space Jam. <sighs> okay. If you, I, I, the, the... Okay, so recast Space Jam. LeBron James is Jordan. Tiffany Haddish as his wife. The kids as the kids, because these kids was the kids in the movie. Right. That was the one that was yeah, real. Yeah, that's so what the happened. So the kids going to be the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Murray. Drake going to be Bill Murray. Easy. No oh, question. That's so good. No question. But Bill okay. Murray's also got to be in it. No. No. Okay. Uh, Larry Bird was like his friend. Like, Maverick Carter's probably going to be that. You know what I'm saying? I say, what Patrick Ewing's was, that's Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Where Sean Bradley was, that's Giannis. Mm-hmm. Where Larry Johnson was, that's James Harden. Where Muggsy Bogues was, that's Kyrie Irving. Okay, what the the twist is like? Oh, okay, where's where's some where's some warriors that Steph gonna have to come in last second with LeBron to save whatever's going on the thing, and Steph gonna be like, can I bring the kids? Aisha said I can only come if the kids come. And then all the kids gonna come. It's gonna be a big party, and LeBron and Steph gonna win the day. Light skin, dark skin come together. 
That's what I think. It's a lot to digest there. Um, <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, what's where, where, who, who should be casted there? Okay, well, this is uh, this is this is Ashley's suggestions. Okay, so I'm gonna just keep it all the way 100 because I'm not take, I am not taking um, responsibility for and this. And you casting. also said that like, oh, well, but Randy just said it sounds great. I would love to watch that movie. Um, I'm a little confused about the Steph Curry twists. Um, no need to be. But yeah. uh, so so okay. Do you think Magic makes an appearance? 100. percent and you really think Bill Murray is not in it? Bill Murray has to be in it. He'll be in it, but he'll be like a Stan Lee cameo, like he's the cab driver or something like something like, oh, that was Bill Murray. That Who's gonna play it. the guy that digs the hole? Who's gonna play oh, the guy from Jurassic the, Park that gets eaten? The Newman character. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, ooh, the little black kid from uh, Stranger Things, Caleb, Caleb, whatever his name is. It's an adult. This is this is gonna be geared towards kids, and this isn't gonna be made for us. I don't us. think you understand how casting works. Okay, yeah, so Ashley has suggested film. that the banana boat t- uh, crew be uh, monsters. So that means Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony, Wade, so and then want, Gabrielle Union and Lala Anthony would be So involved. LeBron beats them easily in this in this movie. <laughs> That's the twist. LeBron kills the monsters. <laughs> or, twist the face. Uh, but really, her her lineup for the actual monsters is, is is better than yours. It's Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Kevin's obviously going to be in it. Uh, Giannis and Boban. Bo-bon. I really feel like Boban has to be in this movie. Boban is the Sean Bradley equivalent, if we're being real. He has to. Uh, well, I just. I mean, he's a fan fave. Uh, he's got traded. So what? <laughs> I just say, okay, okay. I would like to see Bobine say any lyrics in a movie. So I, I, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Like, but no monsters, Joy. That's, you mean that's lines? the worst. That's the worst suggestion you ever made. <laughs> no monsters. What, what are you doing? What do you mean no monsters? No mon like a Space Jam two Sans monsters. That's like, what are you watching it? For? I'm not saying Sans monsters. I'm saying that it's not going to be a. They're not going to play a game. So that they don't have to go to outer space and play and and then perform on Moron Mountain. Like they have to have another twist to the movie. I don't know why they have to play the game, but they got to play the game. And they got to play the game against the people with the powers. Yes, there has to be some basketball play, but it's not so that they then become enslaved on Moron Mountain. Either way, I'm excited. Might be Moron Mountain too. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. All right, high key. uh, The MVP is super (laughs) super close. This MVP race and Mm -hmm. um, low key, we were very wrong about this because there's no way LeBron James is going to win the MVP this year. That ship has sailed. And Giannis, um, James Harden, Paul George. Uh, LeBron James is still up there. He has the same odds as Steph Curry, Kawhi, Embiid, Stop. Durant, Westbrook, and um, Jokic. Yeah, well, it but it's basically LeBron's between... a regular all-star right now. That's what he's <clears> acting <throat> like a normal all-star. He's like, oh, look, oh, Chris Middleton's all-star. Oh, did you know Blake Griffin was an all-star too? You're very down on, on, on LeBron right now, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it is between Giannis, James Harden, and Paul George, and I really feel like it's hard to not give it to Giannis Harden, I feel like it's it's great. You got an amazing streak. Yeah. But I mean, you got Chris Paul is there, and it just feels like it's it feels like it belo- it should be up to Giannis or Paul George. Yeah, I, I think Giannis is going to win one eventually. It's become like a we need to everyone everyone's got every good player's got to win one. Yeah, thing. yeah. And also to to. Not that, they, not that they didn't deserve it. Like right. Westbrook deserved the MVP. Harden oh, yeah. deserved the MVP. Yeah. But I do also feel like Giannis deserves the MVP. And then Paul George has had an incredible season. Now, yes. Giannis has the number one record in the league, and they have for a while now, so I feel like that should play a part in it. And everyone always talks about, like, well, what is going to happen in the postseason? It's a regular season award. Regular season award. 
They have one of those for the playoffs. It's That's called Finals MVP. Yeah. Yes. So stop talking about what happens in the playoffs. What's up? The Bucks have the number one record, but they're in the number two conference. Does that not bother you at all? That was a, that's cute. That was cute. I like that. It was fine. I liked it. It was. It was. It was Thanks, guys. It's commentary. It's commentary. I, I'm not going to say anything about it. <laughs> they have the best record. Like they have the best record. Everyone plays basketball, and they have the best record. They play more of the bad teams. <sighs> There's some uh, bad teams in the West too. It doesn't bother you. The Greek freak should win this year. This should be the one time he actually wins, and the rest of his career, he's like X amount of number twos, X amount of number. There's threes. a lot more that can happen in Giannis's right. career. He's very young. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a very close call. As as the past couple of years, it's been like this is this guy's gonna win the MVP. Like right. this is the MVP, and it feels different this year. Now Matt did make an interesting point about Kevin Durant, but the Warriors always cannibalize themselves at this point. Like no one's gonna even seriously have that conversation. Yeah. Durant um, wants the MVP, that, Finals MVP, right? And whether that's fair or not, you know, fair is for for fried ho-hos and funnel cake, okay? Um, I I think it will be honest, but I do think that Paul George and and Harden deserve to be in that conversation very closely. But it's probably going to end up going to Giannis. There's a a little bit more basketball to play, though. So we'll see. High key, yes. Or or low key, whatever you want to call it. Loser power rankings. Loser Loser power power rankings. rankings. These are the losers of the the week. (coughs) Ja rule. (laughs) So... The Bucks had a <laughs> 90s night. I really actually need to clear my throat. Uh, a 90s night on Saturday. It was a um, really painfully awkward start to the halftime show. Uh, who knew? Ja Rule, 90s rapper. Um, that was something. Anyway, so basically if you didn't see it, if you enjoy watching awkward things, which I don't, uh, yeah, we just you know, we discussed being clumsy earlier. Awkward's also not high on my favorite list, although I work with two of the most awkward people on planet Earth. And you're and you're, and you're both dear friends, but you're very awkward. And I and I try to tell you about it, and you don't listen. The other one is Ashley. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, the the start's awkward. It, the, the music's not playing. It's very. Mm-hmm. If, as someone who works in the media industry, anything anytime you call for something and it doesn't start, one second feels like an eternity. Ask Colin. It is. It is. Yeah. It is awful. It, it's, it's like, oh, we don't have that. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's there's no there's truly no words for it, for for it. There's nothing. There's there's truly nothing like it. Yeah. Like a, a a pause can be used in such an influential and special way mm. to create um, energy mm-hmm. and drama, um, emotion, Ooh. and then it can be the worst thing that ever happened to the history of your life. Amen. And this is one of those situations. Um, anyway, so the Timberwolves uh, decided to have some fun at Jabril's expense, and they tweeted, uh, we too were hustled, scammed, bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, which is funny. Very and uh, NBA NBA accounts tend to be good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jabril did not appreciate it. He said, you just jinxed yourself talking to the God this way. Who? Yeah. Cool. Uh, you're cursed now you won't win a championship for the next 30 years and Kat is leaving apologize now lift the curse kiss of death Mm. so obviously this is hilarious because Lil B got on his account um, that and that's not what happens (laughs) and you're low key uh, jocking Lil B's whole thing and uh, low key uh, really overreacting to like a really funny line just have some fun you know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not that serious. We you we all we all saw it. Nobody's nobody actually thinks it's your fault the music didn't start. It's just happened. He scammed and, and frauded people out of millions of dollars and he can't take some jokes on the back of this. He can't yeah. take a little fire. I mean the, the, hey, pun intended. Hey, hey, come on now. 
obviously the bigger part of it is like just just go with it man it's yeah. okay like we it, it's it happens yeah. it's unfortunate and everyone had a nice laugh um and also you're cursing the timberwolves hello yeah. um okay so also okay on the loser power rankings i don't know how this happened how it's gone here again this is an ashley edition but she insisted that this happened is there a peg for this or you just want to talk about pineapple and pizza Okay, so Ashley has decided that we're just going to talk about pineapple on pizza. Hey. I'm very passionate about this. I feel the same way about uh, plastic straws. Boss move. It's a no. It's a no for me, dog. What, plastic? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, people, uh, okay. Yeah. Now, let me, let me get I my bag. People get very upset about this paper straw situation. I have, a, I have a paper straw right here. It's not affecting my life, as you can see. That's that's a whole other slander for other days. The, uh, the smoothie is going directly into my face with no issues whatsoever. Pineapple on pizza is not a thing that should happen. I disagree with it fundamentally, morally, and ethically. It's wrong. How? Why? What do you, what because do you... the pineapple is not... First of all, okay, I am not a big uh, sweets and salts at the same time person. Okay, yeah. Okay, so my palate doesn't appreciate that. Of course. Which is fine. I understand some people like chocolate-covered bacon, and, you know, chocolate-covered pretzels are fun sometimes. Millions of dollars have been made combining those two things. Right. Sure. Millions. Okay, so lots of people like it, and that's fine. If you yeah. want to be weird, I'm not judgy, okay? We're part of the general public. I like to eat my salt, okay? And yeah. then... And I enjoy what what some would call a dessert, which is the sweets after my meal. Okay, that's how I do it. But okay. you know, whatever. Uh, if you pineapple eat, the pizza. No, first of all, no. First of all, there's no. There's nothing delicious about soggy hot pineapple. What is it's, wrong with you? Okay, okay. We don't, we don't take the whole pineapple and throw it in the oven, and then the like, pineapple it's, pieces it's become pieces soggy and Just they're the bottom, warm. Then. It's a Hawaiian-style pizza. It's, it's like anytime pineapple you can put pineapple on a pizza, do it. is to be consumed cold, fresh, no. okay? Depends on Unless you get it from. otherwise baked into a sweet, not put on top of marinara sauce and cheese. Joy. Joy. If you ever had a barbecue pizza, they don't use savory barbecues. They, they use a sweet barbecue under the cheese because everything else is so savory. It's a, it's a, it's a little treat. It's like Barbecue sprinkles. is not fruit. <laughs> I, I'm gonna lay out there because I don't know the answer to that, but <laughs> I'm, you might be right. I'm saying, look at okay, she's a picture. So like, okay, so oh my god, no, 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 that's what not, is that? Ashley's showing a picture that's, of that, no, that. no, no, a picture of a DiGiorno pizza covered in <laughs> oh lunchroom god. pineapples. <laughs> okay, there's a difference between lunchroom pineapples, horrific, and 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 pineapples lightly dashed and spread. If if very... I came to your house and you had that up on your screen, I would leave for fear that you are a serial killer. Okay, like that's not women. So, Ashley, do you like pineapples on your pizza? Of course I do. Okay. What do you mean, yeah, of course it, you do? Of course I do. Pineapples it's on delicious. pizza it's is delicious. delicious. I, I, I... She also thinks tripping is okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, it should not be right. It's not right. It's not right. Okay, hot, soggy pineapple should not be on pizza. It's really not even a discussion I think we should be having it's in 2019. And everything I, in I'm gonna in, run for president on like my on my campaign slogan is like the no no long pizza pizza no pineapple on pizza. That doesn't be my slogan. Tell tell let's get Obama in here and ask him what, if he like Hawaiian style pizza. Okay. Uh, you can't ask a politician that. He's gonna give you a politician answer. Can I ask a Hawaiian? Fine. All right. Uh, finally, um, this is this is a new development. Okay. What? They are removing the LeBron sign from outside of the Staples Center. Oh, why? I don't know. They already did. I it's gone. Uh, I don't know if it's been replaced yet. We don't have a live view of the building. <laughs> yes. But Get the on that, just a, just a kid. What what is it? Just a kid. 
kid. This, just a small town kid with big city dreams. Just a small town kid with big city dreams. You remember the one that was up in Cleveland was up for four years yep. until he left, and they were like, "Not I got to come down. We Ooh. just like look at this big ugly building." That's well, so bringing up the Cleveland one makes it feel like that's been up long enough because you know things move in LA. It's a lot things of things do parts. move in LA, it's, yeah. but it's interesting timing. It it's is happening. interesting it's timing. Probably not the best call. <laughs> For the changing of it, no. Um, although maybe had they had some plans to do some sort of like playoff thingy. You think they trade LeBron? <laughs> what do you think? I mean, it's just what, what all I'm saying is people are gonna make a big deal out of this. It's not really the best timing to right. be removing it. Maybe you just just pay for the extra time, for like until the season's over. Well, we have to see what goes up there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everyone's gonna wait and see what goes up there because yeah. this is gonna be a story. <laughs> All right, what's in the Migos Culture Report this week? The results are in, and it looks like people actually watched the Oscars this year. 29 million people tuned in to the Hostless Oscars Live, which was a 12% increase from last year's awards, which was the lowest in the award show history. This year, the Oscars awarded a number of different diverse winners, including Regina King for Best Supporting Actress, Marsha Ali for Best Supporting Actor, Alfonso Cuaron for Best Director. Although Black Panther did not win anything for Best Picture, Ruth E. Carter and Hannah Beachler represented well for the film, taking home Oscars for the Best Costume Design and the Best Production Design, making those two black women the two of the three black women that's ever won an Oscar for anything other than acting. Isn't that crazy? Mm, No. How is that not crazy? I mean, it's crazy, but it's not surprising at all. Everyone's still talking about the controversial speeches from Spike Lee's speech headed towards President Trump and a bunch of other stuff. All that other good stuff. Joy, you and I watched the show. What'd you think? Uh, we watched the entire show. We watched the red carpet Good. and through to I'm the very glad. end. I'm, I'm proud of you. Um, yeah, me too. Because I don't really ever do that. Um, but it, I told you the Oscars felt like bigger this year. And maybe it was Black Panther. It was. But it, yeah, it felt bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't need a host. I've never understood the concept of an Oscars host uh, because they really only give a monologue, which is filled with very awkward moments yeah. where they kind of roast people that don't have any interest in being roasted or criticized in any way. If and, you're there, you're there. If you're there, you're there for the smoke. Off the top. I mean, it just—it always the feels host. like nobody's here for this. The host uh, is just someone to blame things on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't have a host ever again. You don't need it. You need one big voice to move the, the move the show along. You always had presenters anyway. I thought it made the presenters more uh, impactful that yeah, there wasn't a host. Something. Right. Um, and I liked all of it. So the, the the show was fun. I really don't. There's nothing that compelling about the show in general. Like the performances usually aren't that great. Um, uh, okay. What about this time? We'll get around? to it. We'll get to okay, it. All right. Okay. Now. All right. But I just like to see who wins. Yeah. Um, and then obviously who gives a disastrous speech and the best speech. Yes. Um, just in general, the disaster speeches are always the one where you read 10,000 people's names. Yes. Because even though it's very nice to thank everybody, mm-hmm. it's also a moment where you can just thank a couple people, like the people that were directly involved in it, and keep it broad, and then say something impactful. Yeah. Like, this is a moment that you're not likely to have again in most cases. Right. Or it's very hard to achieve. And you can use that platform to say something interesting, and I, I, like I get it that I'm you're thanking everybody. That people know. Well, like, wait, that, that's of... how you can't help that. Like if you're yeah. if you're doing like sound editing, and there we don't know any sound I editors. Understand. You know what I mean? I and it's like it's their moment. They want to thank everybody yes. to help them get there. I get that, but save that for the um you know the post press conference afterwards. Yes, you know what I mean? Because we want to hear something interesting. Little you know what I mean? After Tell the us war. a story. Yes, right. Like the story was interesting. Ryan Coogler 
and them in college together. I yes. don't know who the guy who won it, but you know, it was a good story. Uh, Ludwig. 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 Yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga performance obviously was um, that's what I wanted her to do at the Grammys. So maybe I see why she was Bradley theatrical. Cooper? No. Oh. Just, it needed to be like a thing. But Bradley Cooper wasn't there. Right. The Grammys. Yeah. It was great. The What was? The performance? I dare you to say it wasn't great. I dare you to put that on. Put it on tape. I mean. Or what do we use? We use tape, right? Yeah, tapes, DVDs, terabytes. Bradley Cooper is a very talented man. I think that goes without saying. Uh, Lady Gaga's very talented. The way Lady... I started to like Bradley Cooper more the way Lady Gaga was kind of like... I was like, okay, all right. Okay, Bradley got something in. If Lady Gaga is fawning over him, because Lady Gaga knows talent. I don't she know does. The, yeah, I don't know if that's the end of the conversation, but uh, um, I think they, they really like each other. That, they really uh, like each other. The, well, they clearly love each other. Yeah, they okay? love each other. And, and I'm not saying that in an inappropriate way. No. There's, there's, there's obvious chemistry there. Right. The entire world was talking about yeah. it, and that's it. And the, the, the performance was great. It was everything I wanted. They kissed and a lot it, while they were making that song, or like, you know, practicing <laughs> making that song, or like in the movie, or like, I don't know how actors practice kissing a lot. I, but I like, love Lady Gaga and all I know is Lady Gaga is best dressed because if you're wearing a giant golden egg on your neck it really doesn't matter what anyone else is wearing. Glenn Close looked great. Glenn Close looked... Shouts out to the long, to, to the actress. Uh, the only person that has admit, the most nominations in Oscar here, history without winning one yeah. Glenn Close. Glenn Close was like I, I didn't, I'm not going to lie time, I didn't but, see Glenn Close's movie or No, no one did. That's why I didn't win. But but who saw the wife? But the woman who won her speech was her and Spike yes. Lee had the best speeches. Yes, she was adorable. Olivia Coleman, yes. yeah, that's her name. And Spike Lee's been preparing his for years. So. Yes, uh, and it was great. Anyway, I enjoyed the Oscars. I thought it was fun. Yeah, that was cool. And Green Book won, and people were kind of upset about that. Relax. Uh, it, look, Black Panther should have won. Oh no, what no, I wanted no. to win. Okay, okay obviously. Yeah, but there's there's something to be said about the Oscars winning. The movies that the Oscars win is just like, the, I think the 84% of the people voting for the Oscars are white. I think that mean age is like 63. So like if you make a movie that is just like easy digestible and it's like, oh, these are black, these are race relations being fixed just by being in the same room together. They should win an Oscar. It's, it, it becomes a little problematic. No, and, and 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 I agree. Yeah. I, that's why I didn't feel like it should have won. I thought Black Panther should have won. Right. I also thought Vice was incredible, and I, I actually am surprised Vice didn't win. Yeah, but Roma. Uh, everyone loved Roma. I didn't see it. Um, so Netflix. The uh, I'm gonna watch it eventually. <laughs> the the point with everyone with everyone saying about Green Book in and you're right. That was my issue with Green Book is that it was a really really good movie, but I didn't feel like it was impactful as it needed to be right. about what times were actually like. Right. It was a it's slightly worse than portrayed in the movie. And when Spike should have won his Oscar, Oak deserved to win. He was great. Yeah, no, he's great. And I, I I'm happy that all those people were recognized and Octavia Spencer, all that stuff. But like. Do the right thing when it was up for an Oscar, it lost to Driving Miss Daisy. This feels a little bit too similar to the situation of the best pictures. I mean, conspiracies sometimes are true. Time flat circle, would you say? Time is a flat circle. Yeah. Unless it's true detective, because I haven't watched the last four <laughs> episodes. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. We appreciate it. Thanks yes. to Matt Barnes for coming on and yes. uh, dropping some basketball knowledge. Very yes. optimistic uh, basketball knowledge this time around. Yeah, it was. Uh... 
I don't, did he give us anything about what the Lakers are going to do? Like, what are they going to? What are the Lakers going to do? What, uh, what, what, we're what, all going to have to watch and find out. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Uh. Uh, but we appreciate it. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. Maybe yeah. I'm Crazy Podcast. Do that. Um, like us on all of our pages or follow. Please. At Maybe Crazy Pod, Newman Show 99, Joy Taylor Talks. We appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.